Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Another great week for me and you, aka It's The Real. Busy week. Busy week for us. What we do? We went to an exhibition celebrating Reasonable Doubt, Jay-Z's first album. They had all of the artwork and all of the photography that Jonathan Mannion did 20 years ago all on the walls. It was amazing. Yeah, it was a bunch of mixed media. You had the photos from that shoot, plus you had some paintings that were based off of Jonathan's photographs. It was a great collection of people that night, a really great vibe in the room. I, I left there just so happy to be invited and to be around all that excellence. We also went to... Actually, you want to know what? Ja Rule was there. Ja Rule was there. That was amazing. I, I started uh, applauding when he came in because I didn't know how else to respond. We also went to go see Lou Uzi Vert at Irving Plaza the other night. 21 Savage opened for him. Yep. It was unbelievable. The insanity of these kids who love Lou Uzi Vert's music and he is a god to them. Yeah. He was like, you guys sing to me a cappella," And they sang every single word right back to him at the drop of a hat. It was one hell of an experience, and if you have the chance to go see him live, I highly suggest it. Also this week, I was really thrilled at the reaction that we got from the intro to last week's podcast with Charlemagne the God, which was a great interview, if I may say so myself. But the intro, we talked about how 2 Chains added us on Twitter and wrote, nah, for real, for real. And we said that people out there who were listening should add us and write, nah, for real, for real on Twitter. And what happened to our timeline? Well, first of all, people listened, which is crazy. That's nice. Shout out to everyone who listened. But what happened to our timeline? Well, no, I mean, like, people listened to us being like, hey, you should say not for real, for real. And that's nice, too. But what did they do to our timeline? They said not for real, for real. They flooded it. It was not for real, for real for, like, three straight days. And I got to thinking, we should probably make some t-shirts that say not for real, for real. Do we have to cut in two chains? Are you serious? Nah. For real, for real. For real. real. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. Jeff, tell the people who was on the podcast today. We have Lenny S., Lenny Santiago, yes. who is the A&R responsible for every one of Jay-Z's projects from Streets is Watching on. He is responsible for the careers of DJ Khaled. Yes. Fabulous. Yes. Justine Sky. Yes. He worked with everybody from Memphis Bleak to Beanie Siegel, all of State Property. Listen, if you follow Lenny S. on Snapchat, at Kodak Lens, if you follow him at Instagram, at Kodak Lens, you only know a fraction of what Lenny S.'s life is like, but we get into that today on the podcast. But you know what? There is another way to experience this podcast a week earlier than everybody else. Jeff, tell the people what to do. You can go to fullscreen.com slash it's the real. You can watch our actual episodes with Charlemagne the God, with Angie Martinez and Miss Info, and now with Kodak Lens Lenny S. I'm really excited about this episode. We ran into Lenny the other night at Jonathan Mannion's event. It was awesome. He's so happy with the reaction that he's gotten. Shout out to everybody who's let us know that you've been watching on full screen. Jeff, when do you want to get into this episode? Right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. the Jackhammer, a.k.a. Throwing Up the Rock. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Paper Chasing, a.k.a. Neighbor's Dog. Yo, it's Lenny S, a.k.a. Petty Walk, a.k.a. <laughs> Petty Ted Grass, a.k.a. Petty Murphy. Yeah, this is Waste Time with this The Real. Bow, 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 Lenny, welcome to the Upper West Side. What's up? Before we get into everything that we're going to talk about, we should let the people who are listening at home know 
that there's a whole new way that they can experience this podcast. Yeah, you can go to fullscreen.com slash it's the real. You can actually watch our podcast. You can watch it. Watch and it. Not can, just listen. You can yeah. see the hat that Lenny's wearing. You can see the hat. Oh, wait. We need to wear some hats. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. yeah. Oh, you guys. Shout out to awesome. our friends over at Rock Nation. Yeah. ROC for life. We're signed over there. Did you know that? <laughs> you are. That's why we have the hats. That's why you're taping on Black Magic cameras. That's right. Yo, shout out to Black Magic cameras. Black Magic. So you've done so many amazing things in your in your long career, but I think one of the most impressive things that we found, you recently went to the White House. I did. But it's not really. Oh no 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 wait wait. It's not the White House. <laughs> no, it is the White House. But there were like two separate meetings going on, and when Obama met with the artists, he wanted to meet with them direct, so we didn't like management and stuff didn't go yeah. in the room. So uh, the experience you were on was on the grounds. Yeah, I was on the grounds. I mean, I've met him before. So yeah, 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 Like yeah, that part's yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, Listen, I we get it, Lenny. You're very important. <laughs> but like. I might have met him at the inauguration. Whatever. Something. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but it's I was so there. We forget where you meet the president. There yeah. were two of them, so whatever. Yeah, not yeah, so special anymore. Jay and, Jay and uh. But Beyonce, the one who sang, yeah, yeah, they yeah, sang. Yeah, yeah. You can't mispronounce her name because then you're gonna get all these angry emoji in your. <laughs> no, Instagram. no, 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 it's total joke. Beehive, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> beehive or beehive. No, no, don't do it. I don't make a mistake. It can't, it can't ever way. get tiring, like going down there, right? No, 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 no. no. It's like great experience. Just even being there and having Khaled be a part of that, and you know, there was obviously a few artists in there. I mean, it got revealed that day, but like yeah. him and Cole and Pusha and Rhapsody from North Carolina and. By the uh, way, I think J. Cole was the only one, at least that I saw, who did not get dressed up. Like, everybody yeah, else was... Yeah, it was two or three people that were, like, okay. in sweats and, like, you know... Oh, cool. maybe Luda, too? <laughs> like, I feel like... Did they know they were going to the White House? I know, I know. Um, Cali for the suit on. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Well, by the way, so... If anybody out there doesn't know, you've been hanging around Khaled for a while now because... Because Rock Nation manages him. That's right. In other words, <laughs> Lenny S. manages him. Right. No, 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 no. No, Jay and I actually manage him together. Uh, yes, it is true. Yeah. Jay-Z is his manager. <laughs> no, no, no. So we do it together. And, um, you know, obviously I can travel. I have a little bit more time than Jay does. Sure. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can go out there and travel with Khaled. And is actually. it easy to manage DJ Khaled? Actually, it kind of is. It's just hard because there's so many things coming in. It's like literally like a speed train with Down no a breaks. Of success. Yeah, yeah. That's right. No, yeah. seriously. There are yeah. so many wires that he needs to check on. No, it's, it's <laughs> insane. But I mean, no, absolutely. We were friends first. Uh, all of my clients um, I've either been friends with first or like I've known them for a long time and just have a good relationship with them. I well, don't yeah. really. Like when yeah. we had Justine on the podcast, yeah. she said that she's known you forever. Yeah, forever. Like I watched her grow up. So it was like, you know, it was perfect. Like, I know her mom almost the whole time I've been in the business. So it kind of like just fell right into place. I really don't get involved in in business with people that I don't like really mesh well with or have a, a great relationship with or it just, I spend too much time. I spend more time at work than with my family. You know right, what I mean? So right. like, I spend too much time at work to like have like a dysfunctional relationship or, you know. Yeah. What is your favorite Khaled saying right now? Uh, it's bittersweet. No, it's um, it's like a love hate thing. The whole, I mean, the wire thing. Obviously, yeah, that yeah. has to do with me. But because like I can't go in Chipotle now, <laughs> or I can't go to Target, I can't go anywhere without somebody being like, "Yo, did the wire hit?" And I'm like, oh man, I just want to. You're going to Chipotle man. now? <laughs> I, what happened? <laughs> twenty two day nutrition. Like, right, that's the big takeaway. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can get the salad. No, that was for twenty two days. Yeah, I'm like off and on. Our favorite right now is just going like. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you got to do this with the hands. I like that. Yeah, you got to do the hand. It's so good. It's so funny. So you're originally 
born in the Bronx. I am where hip hop was created. That's, That's right. Why I'm Cedric, from. Avenue? Cedric Avenue. Uh, not exactly, but, <laughs> yeah. but in the Bronx. And it's the reason why you guys have a podcast. That's it's right. the reason why all these record companies exist. It's because of my borough. That's yeah, right. And that borough is called the Bronx. I heard and the, the bridge is over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no comment. Nas is a friend. Um, no. No, so, you know, yeah, born Queens and raised guy. up yeah. in the Bronx. Whereabouts? Um, on the uh, I was born in actually Puerto Rico. Okay, and then I came over right oh, after. Your story's changing already. Uh, no, no, yeah, no, no, no. Wait, hip hop was born in Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hector Lavo. Yeah. Hector Lavo created. No, listen. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. My mom lived in the Bronx, uh-huh. and on purpose, she took vacation when she was gonna give birth to me, so that I could be born in Puerto Rico and be like an authentic. Puerto Rico, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? See? So uh, she yeah. did that. I was born, stayed there for a little bit longer, and then came right back. We already had the apartment in the Bronx. Yeah. So it was all planned. Mm-hmm. Right on. So my birth certificate says Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same I'm not a me. New Yorkian. Right. Uh, well, you're not from the Lower East Side. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big up true life. And yeah. so you got to know, well, you got to know a bunch of, what's up? Yeah. No, no, again. No, you got to know a bunch of like... Bronx rappers though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I came up and they were like my friends really. Um Drez, who's from Black Sheep, was actually not from the Bronx. I think he's from North Carolina. Anyway, he's he was Puerto, Puerto, Rico. Puerto Rico, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was living in the Bronx. So like Drez from Black Sheep, uh Showbiz and AG, uh Diamond D, uh like uh the the Legion. Mm-hmm. So all these guys like these Bronx rappers. I was like a young guy, just watched them, obviously a huge fan and a friend. I started making a friend of my friend Bert and I started making promotional items. So my friend Bert worked in the mailroom. So at night when everybody went home, we'd sneak in the mailroom and make like 5,000 black sheep stickers. <laughs> And use them to promote around the city. How are you doing that? Like this is before Photoshop, so like kids don't understand. Like, how oh this yeah, works. this is just like we took the logo on a zip drive or whatever disc, floppy yeah, right, disc yeah. or whatever. Yeah, floppy I disc, guess at yeah. the time, whatever yeah. it was, this is the nineties. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and just took that image and then made like thousands of copies, literally of these like sticker papers. So like we did Showbiz and AG, we did the Legion, then we did Black Sheep, and we put them all around the city. And then the record companies at the time they were on Electra or something like that. Mm-hmm. The record companies were like, who's putting these stickers up? Because it's not our street team. Right. And then that's how I got uh, known for my like street team work. Well, what did you know about street team? Did you Nothing. know Steve Rifkin, any of that? Like, I didn't know anything. I just knew that my friends were artists, and I felt like the record companies weren't promoting them enough. Yeah. So we went and made our own promotional items and put them up. We made posters and took the posters and like stapled them together and put them up the poles. Like This was all just like... Off the top of the dome it was like freestyling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, and that's how we got noticed. I got noticed by a guy named Super Mario mm-hmm. uh, who, from Bad Boy. Yeah, yeah, that's how I got my Bad Boy gig. Well, before we get to Bad Boy, yeah. did you know Fat Joe from the Bronx? Um, yeah, by face. Okay. Yeah, yeah by face. But you, you were like, that guy's Fat Joe. <laughs> that guy's fat. His name is Joe. That guy's <laughs> right, fat, he's Joe. fat Joe. Yeah, he's a Bronx legend. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, so I knew Joe just on the street tip, just like you know, just like out and about, like like not even street, like I was in the street, right, right. meaning like. In the streets, the industry, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he'd see me out and about, and it's funny one time because like remember like Joe and like Jay and those guys, it was like a little thing at a one time, thing. yeah, <laughs> it's a little thing. <laughs> and um, I, he called because at that time we drove the promotional Rockefeller Benz, mm-hmm. me and my friend, right. So obviously you know anyway, went it had like the Rockefeller logo and it was yep. like a buggy eye Benz, like it was a real deal. Joe had called like my man from the Bronx and was like, yo, that kid Lenny, you know him, right? And he was like, he was like, yeah, yeah, it's my guy. He was like, yeah, I like him. You know, he was like, just tell him to be careful riding around that <laughs> bed. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> like a little warning. Yeah. Like, yeah, nah, but Joe's always been cool. Show love. Um, so, so Super Mario, Bad Boy. What what era of Bad Boy is that? This is right when like everything's on fire. So this is '96. Mm. So they right they started what, two three years before or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, they're on. Fire. The fire I hit. just came on. Mario put me on. Mario, when I met him, actually, he was like, yo, I'm about to get this uh, gig with Bad Boy. And if I get it, I want you to be like my starting five street team. We'll tour together. We'll do everything, right? Cool. I got the gig. 95, right? Everything's cool. 96 comes. Um, Jay starts Rockefeller Records. Yep. I find out. He starts Rockefeller Records. I'm a huge Jay fan at yeah. the time. Just like What fame. did he put out at the time? Um, in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And like he was a guest on like Kane stuff and like Jazzo stuff. So this is just me like off of features. Mm-hmm. And in my lifetime, I'm sold. Right. Hawaii Sophie. Sold. <laughs> fire. So long story short, he starts the record company. Bad Boy's on fire. I have my Bad Boy jacket. It says my name on it. I got like a little $20 Christmas check. <laughs> and I heard he started Rockefeller Records and my friend Ray worked over there. And I quit Bad Boy on Christmas as I got my Bad Boy jacket, as I got my little $200 check for the year or whatever Damn. it was. It was like, Yeah, and I was like, I got a chance to go intern or like be on the street team at Rockefeller, and I'm going. And they were like, everybody called me an idiot. You know, I mean, not Mario. Mario was always right. supportive. Yeah. But like, we had a street team of like 20 people. Yeah. And they all were like, you're a clown. <laughs> like, you're going to this startup company, and, yeah. and we're with Biggie and Mason. Mason one tw- Like, it was just all that whole, and I was just like... I didn't build, I didn't help, not build, I didn't help build Bad Boy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. came in, it was on fire. I didn't really, I just helped, but I didn't, I didn't really, I felt like I didn't really bring nothing to the so table. you wanted something that was, like, yours. I wanted to go and be a part of something from scratch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all, because, I mean, it wasn't mine, essentially, but I wanted to be a part of something that I believed was going to be the biggest thing ever. So when did you first meet Kiombo Joshua, a.k.a. Hip Hop? Hip Hop. Yo. You don't stop. <laughs> uh, met Hip Hop uh, as soon as I started going over. Like, he was always around. Uh, he's a little younger than me. So, like, he was coming, I think, from school, coming to the office. Um, I actually, when I first went to Rockefeller, I got denied. Um, yeah, Jay. I, I, we could curse on here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay shitted on me. Wait, you quit your job? Quit my job at Rock. I mean, at Bad Boy. Went over, because I thought it was a done deal. <laughs> Jay knew my face. Damon knew my face. I was one of the hottest promoters. This is not ever get it twisted. Yeah. I was one of the hottest street team guys Be out clear. there. Be very clear. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, we were on fire, me and my man and my crew. So, and Jay knew me. Like, he would see me out and about, and my man Ray did radio, and Ray, uh, Ray worked there. So, he was like, yo, come over. I'm going to hook y'all up. So, we get there. He's like, yo, Jay and Damon in the office. I told him about y'all. They already know y'all. Just go in, and, and we walked in. And immediately we were going to interview for to get a promo job, like right. a street team job. Jay immediately said, Oh no, fuck these guys. These guys are bad boys. Yo. And I was like, <laughs> I was appalled. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I'm like, no, like I'm like, nah, nah, we quit. Like, we're here. We're, I got my we're, jacket. <laughs> we're yeah. Rockefella. He's like, nah. He was he literally was like, I see you with the bad boy jacket everywhere. Like, he was like, nah, we need we need fresh guys that are gonna be here like for Rockefeller, not for Bad Boy. And I was like, no, I quit. Like, yeah. I don't Was there work. any chance of you going back to Bad Boy and being like, nah, like, it's nah. cool. It's just Monday. I don't yeah. believe in him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> nah, so anyway, that happened. He really didn't let us in. So what I did was well, this is my plan, and this is how I got on. <laughs> For the next six months, I told Ray, let me know everywhere Jay is going to be. I don't care if it's a show, if it's a uh, concert, whatever it is, meeting, I don't care. Let me know where he's going to be. He ordered promotional product, but they didn't have a street team. 
So there was nobody to actually give the product out. Me and my man went everywhere he was. If it was a show in Baltimore, if it was a show in Atlanta, if it was a show in Jersey, we went out and we would be outside and he'd come outside all the time and be like, who's putting up this like, our promo product. We don't have a street team, and I would just be out there. We would be out there in every your time. Bad boy jacket. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> whatever promo t-shirt and my goodie mob t-shirt, whatever free shirt I got at the time, I couldn't afford clothes. That's amazing, um, though. Yeah, and then after he was just like, "All right, like enough is enough. You're in." Man. And uh, I never looked back. And so you were officially the street team. Then. Yeah, officially the street team for about maybe a year, because um, I've been doing it a little before then, and then like you know we were killing it, and after about a year, year and a half. Uh, Damon was pretty much like, you look like you're hitting your ceiling, you know, with this street team stuff, and you're getting bored with it. What do you really want to do? And I was like, you said I director r- of really? street team, <laughs> <laughs> VP of street team. <laughs> no, I was like, I really want to A and R. Like, yeah. I really want to make records. And I was like, but I know you're not going to let me do that because you just can't walk in the company. Be like, you have to have past experience. Sure. And he was like, Nah, you, you, you. Hip hop needs the help. He was like, hip-hop, it was only hip-hop doing A&R. He was like, hip-hop needs the help, and we're about to do this thing called Streets is Watching, and we need a soundtrack for it. So while hip-hop is working on Jay's album, you do the soundtrack. And where does G. Roberson come into the picture? G. Roberson came in like maybe two years later. Okay. So when you're doing Streets is Watching, what does hip-hop think? He's not like... No, hip-hop embraces me. Okay. So he wasn't like, this guy is coming to my job. Hip-hop was, by the way, very like... I was about to say standoffish. That's wrong. Very reserved and quiet into himself. We all know yeah. that, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. It could come off as standoffish if you don't know him. Amazing guy. He actually embraced me because I don't think he liked doing... Uh, um, Street team work. No, clerical. <laughs> <laughs> like like uh, administrative work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I was like, yo, I'll do that. I'll do the lyrics and I'll clear the samples and I'll, I'll do all that bullshit, bullshit yeah, essentially. Right, yeah. Yeah. And I learned. He taught me everything. So I was learning the creative process and the administrative process. So like... It just fell right into place. And then later, like a year or two, G came aboard, and we had an office like this. And this was it. This was Rockef- <laughs> This was the A&R office. Was this right a here? table. Kitchen? And it was me, hip-hop, and G. And we shared an office, literally. Man, what was the hardest sample to clear? Uh, Annie. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and they think they took like 100%. Did they really? And it was like, do we let them rape us? Well, or who, nah, yeah, so who's the one with like the foresight? Because clearly, like that's the one that put you guys like no, yeah. the hump. Um, no, nah, Jay was just like, let's do it. Like they wanted the they wanted the total. First, they denied it. Yeah. So and it was like Jay no, lied. And, then, <laughs> and said, oh, like I I grew up listening to Annie. And <laughs> no, he really did. Yeah. Like he kept the soundtrack in his pocket. Like since yeah, damn, yeah. since yeah, damn, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah we've nah, all nah. seen his Annie tattoo. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> no, so then after they uh, denied it, we went back and tried again. And I know Lior and everybody at Def Jam was like. On him, on him, on him. And they said, okay, we'll do it, but we're taking 100%. And we were like, fine. <laughs> and it ended up being the record that, like, literally made made him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, commercially made him. Of course, Sorry, yeah. Sorry, not, not made him, period. The um, streets made him. That's right. Brooklyn made him. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Reasonable doubt made that's him. That's right. So, okay, so you're you're working there. When do you first get involved? Like, who was, what was your first big project that, like, was really a Lenny S project? Literally, no, no joking. The, the first one was The Streets Is Watching. I mean, after that, I would help on the J albums with hip-hop. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So we did them. And then uh, after that, Bleak, of course. I did the Bleak albums. Right. Uh, the beginning ones uh, were Gold and Platinum. Yeah, I did yep. those. Yep. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But no, The Streets Is Watching, first day, first session, Jay-Z, Mahogany, 
and Memphis Bleak, and we did a song called It's All Right. Uh, heard of it. Uh, it's All Right. <laughs> Holla back. So that album, like, it's my credit. It's my work. It's my, I mean, I mean, along, obviously, with the artists and, and Damon and Jay and everybody was involved. But, I mean, that was, like, my first real project. Didn't you do the cover like, for it, too? Yeah. I, I So I did photography as well. So basically, funny, going back to that guy, Ray, I took photos as a hobby and just like, hey, we're around. I'm just going to take photos. Like, why not? And uh, my friend Ray was like, yo, you can get money for your pictures. And I was like, well, I can't. <laughs> like, I'm not a professional. I'm not Ernie, whatever his name was. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a professional. I mean, but who is Ernie, whatever his name was? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's big. No. So anyway, he was like, trust me, I'm going to set up a meeting with you with the source, and you can get money for this stuff. And I'm like, they're not good. They're just like basic photos of just like Jay in the studio with talking to Ja Rule. It's like... They're not professional. There's no lighting involved. I don't know what a lighting is. I don't know what the aperture right. was. <laughs> F-stop. So anyway, they took me to the source. I took 20 pictures, and they bought 17. Crazy. Yeah. Ray was right. No, Ray was right. And it was only $75 a picture. But for somebody who was making nothing and right. eating Popeyes for lunch. Yeah, because fucking Annie kept taking 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically... Uh, Jay makes any film, right? Yeah, right. Later. It all so comes funny. around. But um, but yeah. So that so that became like my bread and butter. Like, you know, I was obviously interning or just like you know, Star was a brand new employee. We were a startup company. You know, Check was just trying to survive. Do you have so another photos, gig at the time? Or no, it- no, I quit when the bad boy when Mario gave me that call. I worked like in a lighting company. I was like making lights, like light fixtures, and doing the wiring for it. And when that call Yo, came, did the I wire was like. <laughs> Ironic. Yeah. Yeah. Irony? Yeah. I, I told like my that. supervisor, I was like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. I walked out of there like, <laughs> like Tom Cruise. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. No, but I was really like super excited. I don't know why. It was like it was like a street team job. It wasn't yeah, even yeah. like, I didn't even have a real paycheck at Bad no, Boy. No, but you, how old were you at this time? Man, uh, 21, 20? Yeah, 20? so yeah, like. I, yeah. So I was like, I was just excited to like, I wanted to be in the music business so bad that he called me. He was like. You could come join the street team. And I heard, you're the vice president of Bad Boy. Like, yeah, yeah. That's what I heard when he said it. I just quit my job. Fuck everybody. And uh, I never turned back. And uh, what beats did you offer to your artists that ultimately went somewhere else? Ooh, there's a few. Um, Bleak. Bleak is my boy. But yeah. Bleak used to turn down some good stuff. <laughs> he knows this. Uh, I gave Bleak Woe. He really? turned down. Yeah. For Black uh, yeah, Wally. Really? Uh, there's a few. Jay turned down, but again, it doesn't necessarily mean they don't. These guys obviously no, know how to course, pick tracks, yeah. Yeah. but everything isn't for everybody. Uh, me and, and every beat isn't immediately a hit. Exactly, right. and yeah. it's not for that person. Right? Didn't mm-hmm. Alchemist tell us that that Jay had an opportunity to get um, some Jadica songs? Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, what's the one with Jadakiss and Styles? Oh, we gonna make it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Me and Hip Hop also, Hip Hop and I also played Jay. Um, Big Pun's, uh, what was Big Pun's hit? The hundred percent. The one, yeah, yeah, the player, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jay didn't take it, but I mean, yeah. again, it doesn't mean like right. Jay doesn't. It just everything isn't for everybody. Sure, um, nobody ever heard from Jay Z again. <laughs> oh boy, um, Bleak didn't take, and then Bleak didn't take it, and then Cam was like, "Oh, he doesn't like that beat. Let me pull it up." Like yeah, yeah Guru pull it up, and like and made the joint, and um, that was amazing. One of my favorite songs. So. So sitting in, a, in an A&R room with Hop and with G, 
did you guys know the power that was in that room and and what you guys were turning out on like a regular basis? At the time, I don't think so, man. We were just making great music or trying to rather. You know what I mean? We found out it was great music later on. But like in Baseline and me and G and Hop and Jay and and you know whether it was Dipset and uh, you know Bleak Crew and State Property and uh, Bink and Just Blaze and Kanye, like we. We had no idea. You know what I mean? Like, we knew it was dope. We knew we were doing our thing. But, like, we didn't know that it was, like, some real classic hip-hop shit. And it was, like, a factory, literally. Like, you know, it was different rooms running. It was different yeah. producers running. And, and, and just told us that there would be, like, like specific hours for, like, like Jay would come at a specific mm-hmm. time. And then, like, he Dipset would clock would, out. Yeah. Yep. Dipset literally. comes in, like, super late. Super late, yeah. And then stay property. Beanie Siegel will come in super later. <laughs> yeah. Like, later on. Like, when you think the studio was over at... 2.48 in the morning, <laughs> Beanie nope. Siegel's just coming in. He would, like, he would like be recording vocals at like 7.03 a.m. Man. No bullshit. Yeah. 7.03 a.m. Yeah, early riser. <laughs> well, who, who found him, by the way? Uh, I think that was through Sadiq, which was his manager at the time. Sadiq, Stevie G. They knew Jay and those guys like on the street level, on the street tip, like uh, Sadiq knew uh, Biggs and, and, and Jay and, and those guys. And they was like, yo, we got this kid who's, you know, Really dope, but Beans was like a real street guy. Yeah, yeah. So he didn't have like demo. He wasn't like doing his thing. Right. In Philly, you're like you know doing freestyles <laughs> right. on Cosmic Cab. Like, <laughs> nah. He was like a street guy who hustled and was like he could actually rap. That first could. time Beans was in the studio was Reservoir Dogs. First time. First time Beanie Siegel touched the studio <laughs> was Reservoir Dogs. Crazy. Amazing. Yeah. What? I'm, I'm still studio. Like, yeah. 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 And did you know like what you were getting into? Do you remember the the famous like um, there was a it was MTV footage where like Jay and Beans were at some club mm-hmm. and Beans was just like I think trying to protect Jay and was just like diving into people to like <laughs> get at them. Did you know that that's what you were getting from a true street guy from Philly? Yeah, one time. Um, oh man, I don't know if I could tell these stories. Just like. No one listens to this podcast, <laughs> but they could watch it on full yeah. screen. By the way, yeah, no, yeah. I just we just knew he was a full. Yeah. Uh, he was a real street guy from the stories. You know, he had like I mean, this is in the papers. Mm-hmm. He was in a shootout with the cops. Right. Yeah. Right. Like who shoots out with the cops? Come on, <laughs> you man. mean besides Eric? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but like he was a real guy. And then and then so Beans begets Freeway begets, you know, the rest of he brought, yeah. yeah. He brought them all young and, guns and then literally everybody like the Philly thing became like a thing. Yeah. So like every label was looking at. All the Philly guys, and then they were all pretty much kind of connected in one way or another. So, um, you know, we loved those guys, we trusted them. So they would come up, and beans they would come up to sessions at State Property, and like he'd bring Sparks this time, or he'd bring Freeway this time, and he'd bring, and we'd just like welcome on, be like, cool, we do this. And matter of fact, why don't we just give you a label? Why don't we give you a clothing deal? Why don't we give you a sneaker deal? Which beans had all of that, yeah, early, yeah, yeah. Early. Without commercial success, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. usually yeah. you have to sell millions of records, then get a clothing line, and then no, like Beans was like dropping mixtapes and like having a clothing line that was doing well, yeah, like really good. Um, um did you? Okay, so obviously yes. you're wearing, obviously you're wearing <laughs> Rockefeller gear at the time, but did you ever wear uh, State Property? Um, I definitely wore State Property gear. Did you? How it many? It was like five X. Like a one yeah. X was like a five yeah. X. It's amazing. I can't wait till that comes back. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's coming. <laughs> How many how many pairs of uh, S. Doc Carter Reeboks do you still own today? Oh, definitely like probably like seventy five hundred. Damn. So what I would do is I'm um, in a po- I mean it's in the positive way. You're yeah. a hoarder. I'm a hoarder. <laughs> yeah. No, I am. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm a hip hop hoarder. It's a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're. A I don't have seventy eight cats mm-hmm. with like 
newspapers from the last 30 years. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I have promotional tees. I have sneakers that came out through rappers that never came out. So with Jay. Like what? Like everything. I'm opening up a hip-hop museum one day, for sure. But anyway. Like, but what shoes, like, you know. Oh, no, like, oh, so, like, I'm giving an example. With Jay, with the Reebok thing, they would always send him samples. And most of the time, probably the ones he didn't like, I took them right away because they were, like, essentially one of ones. Yeah. yeah. Knockoffs. And then even <laughs> and then even the ones that he did like, he maybe would wear them once or maybe not. And they'd send him the, you know, they send him a prototype and he'd wait for like the real one. I'd take the prototype, not take it like he didn't know. Mm-hmm. He actually knew I would say, Jay, I'm taking this. Right. Because <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. take it. You're going to throw it away. <laughs> so I have all of those. So yeah. it's like they'd send different versions of what they wanted. Like this is the Reebok Scarface S. Carter and this is this. And then and they'd shoot ideas and then, you know, some of them he'd shoot down. But I have all those prototypes. Yo, you got to put some of those up for like Throwback Thursday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like, don't you want likes? I know. <laughs> I love likes. <laughs> I, I like, like that. that. <laughs> no, I like likes. <laughs> you know who um, did? You know who did buy S. Dot Carters? Jeff did. Sure did. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The white ones. Yeah. I didn't they get were the pretty, Gucci they were ones. Right. Yeah. No, I like them. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, like the I would like some of your. If you have seventy-five pairs, if you can slide some my That's way. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I definitely have five of every pair. So. Man. Do you still have your Louis V shoot, uh, shoes <laughs> from the uh, Kanye last call? I do. I do. Uh, actually, I think I do. Which ones were they? Were they the ones with like the tassels? Um, no, 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 no. They were like some random like tennis sneakers. Um, I had got them for my birthday. I was a Louis Vuitton freak. <laughs> no, seriously. So, and that was early on, and I would be literally Kanye said it. Like I would literally be in the studio, like Louis Vuitton sneakers <laughs> on. Just the rest of my shit might have been all fucked up, but I was mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna get some ill Louis <laughs> sneakers. Yeah, yeah. Or State some property Gucci and sneakers. Louis. V- <laughs> <laughs> But I had them early. So, yeah. so late '90s when you're running fully with Rockefeller, what's your relationship with Bad Boy? What's your relationship with um, with Rough Riders? Everything murdering? remained cool. Like Bad Boy thing was cool. Always had a great relationship with Puff. Uh, Mario eventually went and moved on. Um, so you know, throughout that, everybody else there, Harf Pierre, you know, it was all love, all yeah. good. Uh, Rough Riders we were we were tight with because you know we Swiss we put them not to say put them on we. Utilized his services sure early. Did. I mean, yeah. Rough Riders, obviously, they, they did their thing with him. And uh, we had had him on three tracks on Jay's album of Volume 3, mm-hmm. which was a lot. He was brand new at the time. Yeah. He came in the studio and literally played maybe four or five tracks. And, like, we took three ASAP. Did the fourth one get sold? Oh, I'm sure. It was, yeah, I'm sure they were <laughs> on. I don't remember the time. But, like, literally, we did them all. And it was that was, like, the one with him and DMX. Yeah. and. And all the, three, the the tracks that were on uh, Volume Two, so that relationship was good. Always had a good relationship with the Locks, D and Wash. Like it's it's all love, you know. And whatever happened to the actual Murder Inc. Collective? Like you know, it was supposed to be Jay. Yeah, and DMX I don't know. Like ja that was Rule. that was really something that like they were doing a, er, like personal conversations that I guess Irv was having with them. Mm-hmm. It was never like a, all the staff meet up and we're gonna put this out. You know what I mean? I think it was something that they creatively were like plotting on or or trying to execute and right. i don't know what actually ended up happening but um it was about to happen like i remember they did the cover of the yep. magazine yep double xl i was there for that um actually daytuan did that story crazy daytuan uh, yeah is that yeah. vibe right uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so daytuan did that that's when i met him it's the first time i met him uh great guy but um, did you offer to shoot that cover <laughs> uh yeah no i wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't that good but um, that photography, this shit saved me, saved my life. I mean, I could eat off of it. You know yeah. what I mean? I couldn't eat. So I was selling to... But I never sold, like... I mean, I sold stuff that was, like, cool and, like, behind the scenes, but nothing ever, like, too intimate or too personal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's how I developed my relationships and my um trust 
with everybody in the business as far as like this guy can shoot you and you don't have to worry about it going out to like press or blog or whatever the case. Right on. Yeah. How was the new uh, Jay shoot just now? With a coward and future oh, oh, and all amazing, that. amazing. I mean, it looked incredible. I got the keys, keys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's the most amazing thing ever. I just saw a cut of it today. Jay just did his edits and Caleb as well. Uh, just sent it to Future. Um, it's so dope. It's really? So dope. Yeah. Jay actually came up with the concept, and um, it's sick. You guys are gonna see it. The concept shortly. is shortly. Oh, what if we don't though? <laughs> what no, if it's will. just like? Um, I don't know. The video that never came. Yeah. No, it's coming. So what was your guys' relationship with Def Jam in those late 90s years? Uh, First of all, you guys were always in the same building. Yeah. I love that aspect of it. So even before we were in the same building, we weren't. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) So Def Jam was downtown, like Varick Street or something like that. And... I don't know if people know this, but like, oh, Dame knows this. I would find an excuse every day to go to Def Jam. You got to remember, like, Rockefeller was Rockefeller. I was super happy to be there. It was one of the newest, hottest, dopest companies out. I wasn't going anywhere, obviously, right? But Def Jam was like Def Jam. Like, I grew up watching Def Jam. I grew up as a kid watching. Even if you weren't from Def Jam, you thought you were. Like, you thought Run DMC was a Def Jam just because of Russell (laughs) and the affiliation with Rush. But like, you know... LL and BC or whoever else was on there, like it was like it was the mecca of like hip hop. So yeah. I would find an excuse every day, like, oh, uh, Jay wants me to go check on the sample. <laughs> like you can call. No, no, I got one of the, he doesn't want me to talk on the phone about it. And I would go to Def Jam every day. And that's how I developed my relationships with Kevin and Lior and Julie and Jazz Young and every Kaiser. Kaiser and every employee literally that worked there. I was in every office and I was just absorbing everything and you know it was a real functioning real live record company and then i got to go to my record company that was new and 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 intimate and boutique and super dope and you know what i'm saying but both of them had its own culture and and sort of like well definitely had a history but so yeah i spent most of my time there and well dame certainly didn't have such a nice relationship with the label like you did If if he was if he was going to label he was bringing Dame was necessary man a baseball no of bat. course he was yeah. necessary you know, you know what I mean like it was yeah. it was it was like necessary like you somebody needed to like implement that shit and you know in, in my opinion it's my yeah, personal yeah. opinion but um all all of the moving parts we had were necessary and well, worked so did it so you had like the right balance for so long with Jay and Dame and Biggs yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything was just moving did did you guys do you think that you lost direction maybe when you expanded to like sign MOP and Old Dirty Bastard and, and Victoria Beckham. Victoria Beckham. Like, Sam Ronson. It was yeah. sort of like, it was like expanding, like, it felt like. Yeah, the, the NBA, like, added four new teams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I don't know about that part. I wasn't really involved in those signings. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, plausible you know, deniability. Yeah. I like it. No, 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 really. I really, I really wasn't. I was like, literally, you know, Jay was the, the, the main focus, you know, at Rockefeller for the most part. And, and I was really, not even that. I was. I was working on and concerned with the projects that I was on, whether sure. it was being Siegel or Memphis Bleak or helping with a mill or whatever the case was and working on J albums. That was my focus, and that's where I was at. The other stuff was going on. I didn't – I think at the time they hired Kenny Burns, actually. Really? Was doing that stuff. Hmm. Yeah, Dame hired Kenny to like for A&R as well, and he was like doing – that stuff you just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's those wild. artists and stuff. Yeah. Huh. yeah, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's the same time. So I really was like, Jay album. Jay was dropping an album every year. Yeah. And then remember, I tour, I traveled with Jay everywhere. Right. So if I wasn't traveling and we were home, we were working and we were home and, or in LA shooting videos or 
on tour or you know whatever the case was. So, you know, Jay's a competitive guy. Like, I feel like was there any point that he wanted to drop two albums in one year, the way the DMX was doing? I can't say that he did. I just know that he always wanted to like come out, you know, every summer and be consistent, dropping albums every year. And summer felt great, and he was obviously very consistent at it. And it didn't really take him too long to do albums. So where did the where did the S. Doc Carter mixtape idea come from? Um, him just wanting to he get some to get stuff out. Get some, <laughs> get some stuff. It get, is a great track. Yeah. No, the mixtape was amazing. Oh yeah. yeah. Shout out to Linus and Just Blaze. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I'm joking. No, he just wanted to get some stuff off his chest that necessarily wasn't going to make the album or, or there was a lot of hot tracks at the time, yeah. which is right, essentially what mixtapes are for, like hearing somebody else's track and being like, I could kill that shit. Yeah. You know, um, the Joe Buttons joint was yeah, out at the time, yeah, yeah. like the B2K joint, like it was just a lot. And then he went back to some classic stuff, some old bad boy stuff. and That has to be fun so, for you too, by no, the way. No, it's amazing. Yeah. I'm always just, I'm a fan. I'm a fan first, you know what I mean? So like, I'm never like here taking credit of I did this, I did that. I was a part of this whole journey, and, and it's been an honor and a privilege to be there. And there was days I just watched, mm-hmm. and there was days I gave a, lo- hand, a, a helping hand. There was days I maybe gave a track. There was days I didn't do shit. You know what <laughs> I mean? But but to be able to witness it all and and be able to film it and take photos of it and hear it and was is still to me why I do it. Can you talk about the blueprint? <laughs> Yeah, what about it? Just like, do you remember it? Yeah, <laughs> it's one of my favorite Jay Z albums. Uh, yeah, of course I remember it. Yeah, well, what is it your favorite? So fast. What is your favorite Jay Z album? Uh, I have three, four, <laughs> three. Reasonable Doubt, Blueprint, Black Album. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, Blueprint three was hard. It's, you know what? I'm, you know what's a really and like Magna Carta was hard. That. So the Jeezy and Jay joint on Blueprint 3, great song. Really yeah. underrated. Like, yeah. Jeezy's really spitting on there. Yeah, they always do good songs together. Um, but yeah, I have a few. Oh, Coming man. Home with Cuddy? That's yeah. another good one on there. Yeah. Anyway. And, I mean, it's not a Jay album, but Watch the Throne is one of my favorite albums. Also, in it still life. counts as a Jay-Z album. Fan- no, it does. I'm just saying, I, just, I didn't want to make album, it. I would never yeah. want to say that. Like, it's the, J- yeah. the Jay-Z Kanye West album called Watch the Throne yeah. is amazing. Amazing. Well, okay, so we have a whole bunch of questions never been here. done. What's that? It's never been done. It never a been song done. by two rappers that amazing. Production, lyrics, flows, content, swag, whatever. Were you there for that whole recording process? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this guy? Spot? I know, yeah. No. No. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, yeah. We actually did that in hotels. Yeah. Like yeah. The Here Mercer in New York, hotel. but also yeah. Paris. Paris, right? Paris, a little bit was done, yeah, yeah. Uh, was there some in Australia, too, or something? Uh, very little, yeah. yeah. But the majority, the bulk was the Mercer Hotel. Um, and the Tribeca, Tribeca Grand. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my, I think Mike Dean told us, right. They mm-hmm. like took two floors. Literally. <laughs> just, just like a, a rooms, like adjacent rooms. Yeah. And just, I don't know what, it was weird. It was funny, but it was cool. It was cool as shit to like, just go to the Mercer Hotel. Did you have keys? For like, work. Did you have like, um, I work with Cali. Of course no. I had the keys. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? I never had a key. Oh, really? I mean, people was were there 24 hours a day. Open? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like literally propped open. Literally. Only like the, the room where Jay and, and Kanye would record, that'd be closed most of the time. Because like there'd be people coming in to like listen or just come by and, and kick it. Like Q-Tip would come by to maybe work on a beat or Maxwell would come by with like... Um, just room service? It was really dope. Nas would come by, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just hit, like, it was really, really dope. So well, that you, you can't like Nas because you're from the Bronx. So, yeah. You 
Sorry, everybody from Queens. Shout out to Esco. <laughs> That's my guy. No, nah, and Great also guy. I mean like Takeover. No, that's it. Yeah, yeah, there's that. What's that? <laughs> a song that can be yeah. never played again. Yeah. Uh, no, Takeover's amazing. It is. So amazing. was Ether. They were both yeah. great. Yes, totally agree. But when when the blueprint was being made, what was the what was the point where you were just like, wow, we're gonna get a lot of production from Just and a lot of production from Kanye on here. It was how quick it was done. I mean, I know you guys have heard the story a million times, but literally within those few days, Jay did all of those songs. So it wasn't necessarily I thought, oh, man, we're going to get a lot of stuff. It was just I thought this album's going to be classic. You know what I mean? Like for what we did in that short amount of time and the records that he made, it was like, wait, how could this go bad? You know what I mean? You made whatever, seven or eight records, whatever he did that weekend. Like how could this go bad? We We only, Jay doesn't do... 22 song album so we only had four or five to go you know what i mean so i just remember that weekend being like holy fuck (laughs) like this guy's the greatest yeah like to be able to make those kind of records in that short amount of time that quick and that good are you crazy (laughs) and scary what happened to the idea of doing the black album as 12 different tracks with 12 different producers yeah i don't know it got lost along the way um you know some of those things i mean hip-hop and i were there with jay along the whole process and some of the stuff we know some of the stuff just kind of gets washed away you don't really know the answer and with jay you don't really pry on things you're not like hey you never told me that you know you never told me that answer like you know you just kind of ask and then he'll answer sometimes sometimes he'll just look at you sometimes he'll nod and he won't nod what you want but he'll just nod and you kind of kind of like decode it or decoded uh, yeah yeah Do you ever look back and watch Fade to Black? Uh, not really. I do the movie, but I hate like seeing myself and stuff. Oh, really? We watched it recently, actually, and yeah. it was like it's Fade to Black is great. Yeah, but it's I like seeing you. Yeah, I was only in a little bit. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of um, the one before that, the one that I was in. Oh, more. backstage. Backstage. backstage yeah, yeah. Why did I forget that? Fade to Black. I was only in a tiny bit, and that was yeah. that was cool. That was actually funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I love it. Love it. You never really got to see Jay in that light. You know what I mean? You never got to see. We saw it in the theaters. Yeah, like, no, in the theaters. Yeah, yeah. like it amazing. It just meant everything. And now, by the way, to rewatch it and see like a young Sherry Bryant. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Everybody, you know, all those people like in there. We just... raised Sherry. <laughs> I used to drive Sherry to work every day. Did you really? No, I really did. Ask her. Seriously. <laughs> Where'd she you live drive in, her She from? lived in Harlem. I lived in the Bronx, and like you know, she at the time she was like sixteen. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So you know what I mean. So we were like. You were carpool. She was yeah, yeah. Damon knew her mom, and and you know it was like tight. It was like real family. And she was like our little sister. I was like, I'm not gonna let her come. And I would literally pick her up and just like that. It's my girl. Was that in the uh, Rockefeller? No, 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 no. By that time, I had my own Tahoe. <laughs> yeah, I made it. Can you talk about um, Shaka and what she means to like the, this whole operation? Shaka's huge, man. She's like, she's the president of Rock Nation. She's um, for Shaka's like personal and professional with me. You know what I mean? Because like professionally, obviously we worked together for the last 20 years, and then personal. She's like probably one of the smartest people I know. Um, has a great perspective on things. So like I go to her for all kind of advice. Uh, she really puts a great perspective on things that helps you believe or see something that you don't. Like I could totally be stuck on something and be like, you know what, this is some bullshit. Da 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 da. She'd be like, actually, and then she'll flip it. You know what I mean? And really give you a different side of it and, and see something that you weren't, and then help you really make a conscious decision on something so she's sort of like a life coach yeah. as well uh, all jokes aside i feel like the um by the way all the jokes aside you know the only joke i have is about her height she's like the shortest <laughs> she's person very short seen. yeah but um 
So I feel like Rockefeller is such like a, a small core team mm-hmm. of people that have been there for like 20 years. Yeah, there's a How few of us. How hard is it to break into that and who has successfully broken into it? But you know what? Uh, a bunch of people, because like the company now is probably well over 100 employees. Well, sure. So it's obviously, you know, I mean, it's a little different. Rock Nation is big. It's, it's an entertainment company that has management, label, publishing, and a sports agency. So it's not the same, obviously, boutique label, but... We still treat it as such, you know what I mean? Like, like we we try to maintain and act or keep up like a family, you know what I mean? Um, everybody, obviously, if you have over 100 employees, is not going to be like that specifically right. because you know it's a real, like, functioning big but successful. Like, but like, company. you have Jay Z's core, yeah, like Shandra yeah, the core, has Jay-Z's yeah, the core is like is like is like tight, you know what I mean? And and like anything else, you know, relationships. It's not doesn't mean that oh, those people are never going to be tighter with mm-hmm. Jay than I am, like because mm-hmm. he's developing and the, the company is developing relationships. And so you're saying there's a chance for me? <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, I could like bring you down next week. And, like, yeah, you can watch Game Seven with Jay. You just gotta wear your S. Dot Carter Reeboks, and yeah. you'll be all good. Do you think he'd be impressed if I, <laughs> if I walk out and he's just like, really? <laughs> I bet I bet he would look at them like and be like, oh, I remember yeah. those, yeah. He complimented my hat once. Oh, that's nice. He did? Yeah. Wait, which hat? Uh, what was it? It was, it was like a society. Oh, yeah. Society hat. Not that mm. hat. No, I don't, no. So, like, I'm interviewing him for Rolling Stone, right? And he compliments my hat, and I go, do you want it? <laughs> <laughs> I've only worn it 17 times. Um, he goes, uh. <laughs> so the, 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 the famous double XL cover mm-hmm. that had, once once Rockefeller split up, Jane Dame split, and Jay took the Wait, position. Wait, they split? Yes. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> I know this might not be the time or the place to mention it. When did I, that happen? I know it uh, a while ago. Yeah, I read I, the, it's, it's on the blogs. I'm, you know, I'm sorry that no one told you. Yeah, I know. I know you've been serious? wondering. You've been wondering why why he's not around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this yeah. Is fucking news. Tom Beanie got mad, and Petey Crack was mad. I read it on Bossup.com. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I have to make a call. Can we break? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so when that when that split happened and and, and Jay took the presidency over at Def Jam, mm-hmm. that famous cover of Double uh, XL where you had everybody on the cover, including LeBron James, like LeBron James on like the, the good flip, side yeah, of the side, fold, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Um, like prominently placed. Was that any foreshadowing of like the idea of what Rock Nation would become, where it's like, hey, we're not just music; we branch. That's off a good point. Stuff. I can't say that it was, but I mean. We've always like you know developed relationships in and outside of the music business, so it was eventually bound to happen. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, the same way I have relationships with actors and actresses, and uh, starting to work with them, I even work with Mac Wiles, and mm-hmm. you know, good friends with Amari Hardwick and Kevin Hart and different people, and we've worked to some capacity, and we will probably work, you know, if we haven't already, in the future. So you never know what comes out of that. You know what I mean? Right. And, but um, yeah, I think that there was just like it was something that was underlying there that was probably gonna obviously with jay i'm sure it was like yeah. i can't you know of course confirm like yes that's what jay right. thought <laughs> but i mean he's always 100 steps ahead yeah literally like even with the branding i remember jay maybe 12 13 years ago saying like brand should be paying for what we're doing and you know we didn't i mean let's say we didn't understand but it was like what do you mean it's like you know we're paying for our own videos we're paying for our own things like brand should be paying this we're actually dictating the culture and we're making things cool so it's like why isn't this brand paying for that they want to be cool they want to be associated with cool 
And if we're wearing the stuff and we're promoting the stuff, they should be paying for it. So he saw all this. He should have. He should have thought of that before he said Motorola two-way page me. <laughs> <laughs> Got a nice check from them. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. Can you talk about what your relationship was with the label Def Jam once Jay was there, and you were there full time? My relationship was amazing. Um, Jay saved me from getting fired on the regular. Really? Uh, which, no. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do mixtapes, man. At one time, I tried to, they were, they were going to fire me. <laughs> they were like, I guess they looked online and they saw like Lenny S and DJ Envy. Yeah. Mixing. It was like somebody at like, I don't know, like top universal yeah. elsewhere was like, you guys employ somebody <laughs> who's making mixtapes and making money off of our product. And we weren't making money. We were just like, you know, yeah. Yeah, for promotional use only. It's and the you next saying, level of street mean? team. No, yeah. We yeah, were really yeah. just trying to like keep our artists hot. Yeah. yeah. And Envy was doing tapes and, and Envy and I would do tapes. And I was like, fuck it. Let me, uh, Damon early on was like, you guys better fucking brand yourselves because if this company goes down, you're going to fucking go down too. So if you don't make a name for yourself, like he really, it was a, it was honestly like an inspirational talk. Yeah. Uh, it sounded like he was shitting on us. Inspirational talk. <laughs> yeah. Inspiration talk. Yeah. Man. No, so I did that and that's how I ended up doing the uh, mixtapes with Envy. So when I think Def Jam caught wind of it and was like, this guy's making, make, making money off of us. Like, <laughs> I'm not making the money. And Jay had to like really be like, can't fire this guy. Man. This is my guy. Yeah, like, you know right, I mean? yeah. like he's he's doing what he does. He's putting our artists on the stuff, and they're doing. Actually, the artists were doing it. You know, what I mean, I was just a liaison. You were the conduit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're, like, you're that big name. My problem with those mixtapes, you don't actually talk on them, so you like yeah, barely yeah, host. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm like, shy. I'm actually shy. I'm only doing this because you guys are really fucking cool guys, <laughs> and you have Rock Nation. Hats. You have that's the it, wrong it. impression <laughs> of us. <laughs> um. But you liked you liked being at Def Jam. They treated you well Love over it. there. Can you talk about when? Well, what kind of relationship did you have with Shakir Stewart? Oh, Shakir's my guy, man. Love him. Rest in peace, Shakir. Yeah. Um, no, great guy. I mean, you know, he was like what I was, or my relationship with Jay. You know, he was to L.A. You know what I mean? And and we uh, worked together, and he showed me a lot. You know what I mean? He was he was involved in publishing and, and things that I wasn't involved in at the time. I had just been, you know, A and R guy. And, uh, you know, he was doing the publishing with, with uh, L.A., with the other company. And so he, he was teaching me things. Um, him and I uh, simultaneously were, were going after Khaled on our own, in our own on our own. Mm -hmm. So when we found out and then, you know, uh, we had our own relationship with him as well uh, individually. We got together and was like, yo, heard you're trying to bring Khaled. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to bring Khaled. And, you know, and we brought it in together. Right. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So like. And then you guys formed We The Best Music. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's we. That's how we the best came about. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Khaled. Khaled's my my guy from the day I met him since he started. And for Where those who don't that? know, by the way, Shakir brought in Jeezy, Jeezy and Ross. Ross. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shakir's a legend, man. Yeah. Where did you meet Khaled? Um. In Miami. Going down to success. Miami. Going down to Miami. Being in the clubs, and I would see him like see him here. I mean, I was hear him on the radio all the time. He was like a big radio guy. Mm -hmm. But in the clubs, like, he'd be breaking records. He'd be playing records that I didn't know about and acting like they were hits. <laughs> and to me, no, because he, like, he would literally get the people excited. So it's like, you know, you play a record in the club that's not popping, you're going to get radio silence. Right. He made those records, like, sound because the way he would bring it back and the way he would amp it up and hype it up, you would really be like, oh, what's this? Yeah. And I was like, damn, this guy's good. And then from there, like, we would start kicking it and then he ended up getting a deal. When he got the deal... He had like a eight, nine Def Jam artists on his album. And mind you, he didn't want to pay anybody anything. 
Not like because he was being cheap. No. He had like an independent deal. Sure. And he was getting these artists on relationships. So I was at Def Jam. I went to clear the artists because I was an A&R and I was part of the clearing process. And they were like, we're not clearing eight artists <laughs> for fucking DJ Khaled or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, no, this guy's great. We need to have a relationship with him. We want these guys to be on his album because his album's hot and he has high records. And that's where I was coming from. Jay understood it, obviously. And like the legal and then we're like, we're not clearing <laughs> nine artists for Khalid for no money, you know? And I was like, he didn't have money. He didn't have anything. I fought and fought and fought and got him cleared. Crazy. Got him all clear. And from there, he was like, who are you? Like, you're my guy, but like, you're really my yeah. guy. Huh. And from I, there, like you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And from there, we just, we kicked it off. From there, we became like really good friends. And I helped him with everything. I helped him with whatever he needed ever, ever, ever. Man. And developed a relationship with him and Jay early on. Mm -hmm. It was like, Jay, this is a guy you need to know. This is a guy who's going to be here for a long time. He makes records, produces them, constructs them, promotes them, markets them, drives them. Like, he just did so much. I was like, this guy's like, it's uncanny what he did. Like, to anybody else, like, it's not normal. Right. Everybody had their own shit, like... Whether you're, you know, Dr. Dre or Jermaine Dupri or Puff Daddy, like you have, but like this guy was like doing everything. Yeah. Like the person who produces these records is dope, and that's what they do, right? That's their niche. But like they don't go out and like play them at the club right. and DJ them and promote them or put them. You know, I'm like he was doing everything, and I thought that was like amazing. The only thing he doesn't do, fly planes. <laughs> I almost got him in a helicopter. Really? For Summer Jam. Because we had to do formation tour in Philly. In Philly. And then we had an hour later, we had Summer Jam. We're going to like so I was Mr. Like Khaled. T him? Like, you know? <laughs> no, we had it. We had it. I had five helicopters ready. It was Khaled. It was going to be Fab, Meek, Ross. Everybody had their own helicopter. I told him we're not going to make Summer Jam. If Everybody we don't. had their own helicopter? Yeah, no, it was, it was great. Opulent. I had it <laughs> all set up. Yeah. And then it was thunderstorms remember was, yeah. and, and they wouldn't let the helicopters go up so Cal was like see i told you <laughs> Yo. like he no, he literally was like i told you it's not meant for me to fly man and uh we end up driving we still made it on time and it was all love would you have taken the same helicopter as Khaled? yeah of just course. to show him like hey we're of gonna be course. okay yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i even had yogati with us and um yeah yogati was like i'm not a big fan of helicopters but uh. if Khaled does it i'll do it you know what i mean yeah so it was all set up but you're cool with helicopters <laughs> I fly everywhere. Uh, Lenny goes to the Hamptons. <laughs> I have Uber helicopters. With Uber. Oh, no. just like. By the way, if I was wa okay, if I'm standing on the ground, and I look up and I see five helicopters go by, <laughs> I would be terrified. I'd be absolutely terrified. Meanwhile, it's like the hottest artist heading to Hot 97 Preparing Summer Jam. Preparing for war. <laughs> we did it with. Um, I posted on my Instagram one time. Uh, Jay did the hip hop festival in Brooklyn. Uh -huh. Was it the hip hop festival? I think we came out with uh, Jay Electronica, right. and then that same day we had the on the run tour, I believe, with Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Oh, in uh, uh, Jersey. In, in Jersey, yeah. yeah. And we could only the only way we could make it with all the traffic was the helicopter. By the way, Jeff and I went to the uh, the box mm -hmm. downtown when yeah. uh, Jay Electronica was introduced. announced yeah. Yeah. that he turned down your old friend Puff Daddy <laughs> to sign. With Rock Nation. Yeah, he and went against the family. That was so long ago. Yeah. And Jay Electronica has, like, disappeared to England or something. Like, the <laughs> the man, like, pops up every now and then at, you know, the Brooklyn, like, uh, hip-hop festival. Yeah. But <laughs> do, do you guys have his... You lose phone number? Or what happened? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> Does he ever show up with room service? 
I um I've never met him. I don't know if never he exists. Met him. <laughs> no, 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 no. He yeah. might not exist. No, no, no. Great guy. I've yeah. met him a few times. I don't work on his projects, but um uh Neither actually, does he. <laughs> <laughs> guys are crazy. <laughs> Everybody's waiting. It's the most anticipated album since the purple tape. Yeah. Since doggy style. Like Yeah, but those ones came out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Jay Lack, we need you. So we need you back. So when Jay left uh, the presidency at Def Jam, you stayed on for yeah. I stayed on because um, uh, L.A. Reid actually personally asked me to stay. Uh, asked Jay. Jay obviously vouched for me and, mm-hmm. and allowed me to stay. Of course, he's like, oh, the mixtape um, guy. Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> <was there>. yeah. <laughs> Fired. No. So um, what happened was we had so many projects and we had so many artists there, or not so many, but a. A, a, a substantial amount. You know, we had Fabulous, mm-hmm. we were involved with, we had Jadakiss, uh, Rihanna, you know, we had worked tightly with Jeezy and Ross, even though uh, Shakira brought them in. You know, we Jay had worked tightly with them and, mm-hmm. and myself as well. Didn't you bring Sheik in too? You were going to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. We did, uh, we did mm-hmm. some stuff with him yeah. over there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jay, like, so all of those projects, uh, Kanye, Sonny Rockefeller, you know what I mean? Sure. It was just so many projects there that were like either part of Rockefeller or part of our, you know, uh, circle or whatever that, you know, it was like, you know what, just stay behind. That Actually, Nas, somebody right? Could keep an eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay. Jay Nas. So it was p- pretty much like stay behind so you could, you know, just somebody from our camp is in mm-hmm. there like working and just kind of like overseeing or just like, you know, as opposed to like all of us going to Rock Nation and now like nobody being kind of present for like answers in the daily and, and, and keeping up with the artists and stuff. So it was necessary for me. I got to like really kind of break out. You know, I've, I've been with Jay since day one, so I kind of got to break out of what you know people the Jay Z under the Jay Z, you know Rockefeller set, and just be like on Def Jam. Still know that that's family. Still know that I'm related to them. That'll never end ever. Right. But and then getting to work with Neo and Dream and totally. Jada and just a whole bunch of other artists and Ross and G, you know and and getting to work with them outside of like things that were just Rockefeller, you know what I mean? And right. plus they had a pool table. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so oh, when yeah. when did the when did the paper plane like signal go up? Um so what three, four years went by, right? And then Jay did a deal, like the new deal with the Rock Nation deal with Universal. Mm-hmm. And um I know I just kinda got the call from him and Tata was like, Yo, we're about to re up. Yeah. Universal, need you. Enough is enough. Stop playing games. <laughs> Come home. You know what I'm saying? But then um, and you switched hats, so to speak, because then you became a manager. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So as I came in, um, you know what? It's funny. I was doing all of these managerial duties for mm-hmm. artists. And um, I'm going to be honest with you. I probably was a little intimidated at like management. I just saw management as just like a big real thing. Like Mona Scott and... Chris Lighty, yeah. God bless the dead. And you know what I mean? All these like Kevin Lyles and just different people who like managed artists or like, you know, they were like real managers to me. Not to say that I wasn't or I just didn't see myself. Like I made albums. I had great relationships. I did managerial things. I mm-hmm. set up branding deals. I set up schedules. I was at videos. I was making sure the visuals were right. I was helping with the photo shoots. I was doing everything that a manager does. I I was securing the bag. (laughs) I was, you know, I was doing everything that the manager was doing, but just too intimidated to be like, I can manage somebody. And then the fabulous thing came up and then this thing came up and then another one came up and it was like, Wait a minute, I can do this. And then these artists are like asking me, like, yo, manage me. And I'm like, I can't manage. What am I going to manage? I don't even know how to make records. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, no, 
you man, you know what I mean. So anyway, I uh, became a manager, and um, has it been fulfilling? It's great, man. Yeah. The most fulfilling thing about what I do is I get to do it who I want to do it with. You know what I mean? And I'm blessed and at a point in my career where I get to pick and choose who and what artists. So like the artists that I work with know that like I'm totally invested in them. Like I. We chose to work with each other. You know, I'm not saying I chose them. I'm saying like you know, they trusted me. They chose me, or uh, gave me the opportunity to work with them. And then I as well, like you know, through my relationship and yeah. like you know, we get to we married. We we had a um, we had the most amazing a longtime friend of ours, Sycamore. Um, we had an Sick. amazing episode night. with him where he talked about that same thing. Where he's like, I'm at a point in my career where I want to work with specific people. So I took the job at Epic so I could work with Travis and do something yeah. different than I did with YG. Yeah. And and what I was going to do with Dirk and like all these yep. different things. That's and, what it's about. And that's pretty awesome. Because you could be at a company and they can be like, you're doing this, this, and that. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> I worked at Virgin for like a year? What, what Wait, era? The, uh, yeah, are, yeah. are you talking about the, the record store? <laughs> The airline. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no. no. Yeah. Virgin Records. So basically, Jay retired. Jay made the Black Album. Yes. And then was like, my last album, I'm done. Right. No, really. Like, he didn't, there was no Rockefeller Records. There was no, like, he was, meaning like, office. Not that it was always Rockefeller. Yeah. There was no office. There was no nothing. He was retired. Yeah, you, yeah. you and Sherry had a very long drive home. <laughs> <laughs> so, what happened? Big John, which is one of my mentors in the game, mm-hmm. one of the smartest guys I know in the music, in the entertainment Big John business. Platt. Big John Platt. Yeah. Fucking genius. Um, he was going to head black music at Virgin and asked me to come on with him. And I was like, uh, okay, cool. <laughs> I wasn't working at Rockefeller. I went to Jay, and Jay was like, no, 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 no. We still got things going on. Just chill. And I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> no, I wasn't really doing anything. I was like, Jay, like, he was paying me. Like, Jay was still paying me salary to, like, even though we didn't have a company. And I was like, yo, let me just go to a company and get that check. And then, you know, I don't want you to pay me. I'm not, you know, we're not doing much. We had a few shows here and there, a little stuff, but there was nothing, like, consistent enough. So Big John ended up calling him and was like, yo, you know, could I use Lenny for a while while you guys are, while you're retired or mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, Jay, gave me, Jay gave him the blessing. And I went to Virgin. And uh, it was pretty cool. Like I did, uh, I signed the kid Shaw Stimuli there. Yeah. It didn't like go off, but like you know, Shaw was like super talented, yeah. dope rapper. Um, worked with Jin for a little bit. Worked with Lenny Kravitz. I did like a Lenny That's Kravitz cool. Just Blaze. I did a Just Blaze remix that, yeah. Jay, that Jay was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did that. So like to work with Lenny Kravitz, like I have a Lenny Kravitz plaque. Crazy. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, no, nah, that was super cool. And just to do that to like go there and be like and be able to call Just and. Like, to be in a company like that where it's like they just look at you for like, Lenny S. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. You never really see yourself like that. But I was like, yo, just I need this <laughs> Lenny Kravitz remix. Yeah. You got me? And you know, like to be able to make those calls, I really felt like, oh shit, I think I kind of made it a little bit. And then to be able to call Jay and be like, Jay, I need you on this remix. Yeah. Like Lenny Kravitz. Like it, that to me was like super cool to be able to pull that off. So that lasted all of like a year. And then Big John left. Jermaine Dupree came in. Right. Jay took the presidency. Yeah. So I'm thinking, cool, whatever, everything's fine. Jermaine Dupree comes to my office one day and it's like, yo, you gotta go. And I'm like, <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Like, I'm doing a good job. Like, I'm not not. Or like, give me a warning. Let me right. let me work up. He's like, no. Jay called me, said you gotta go. Oh. Like, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so Jay, I get I didn't even know about the presidency. Jay took the presidency 
And then was like, called him and was like, yo, because I wasn't contract at Virgin. You know what I mean? And I was like, yo, <laughs> need my guy back. And the, yeah. And that's when I went. Went back to Def Jam when Jay took the presidency. Crazy. Over. So you didn't even get to work with like Tag Records or whatever? Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> that was branding early. Yeah. <laughs> and not you so. You got a lot of money. You got a lot of money for Also, that. not so crazy. Genius. Like, looking back at it, like, because now, like, JD. everybody does, you know, everything. That's all it's about. In terms of branding. But there's a difference between, like, being signed to, like, you know, deodorant records and, <laughs> yeah. like, being signed to. You don't want to be signed to Shore? <laughs> I'm very short. <laughs> I'm so short. No, but JD was, he had a lot of money. He was, he was genius for being early uh, on that. Did you go down yes. with Jay to the, um, to the, uh, down to Atlanta for the. Freaknik. No, not for Freaknik. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, um, for JD's anniversary. Um, of course, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. How was that? was that? the first time the five kilo was revealed. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. The, that chain was the amazing. First one to post that picture. <laughs> On the plane, get those likes. With the I had a Pyrex sweater on with the that that chain is literally like 11, 12 pounds. Damn, literally. Yeah, it seems like a very unenjoyable experience to wear. It is. I wore it. He uh, lent it to me for. Um, I was slick Rick for Halloween recently, <laughs> and I didn't. I couldn't find. I had two stylists try to get me like a bunch of big rope chain fake, not fake ones. Just yeah, Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want real shit. I just want. <laughs> And nobody could find nothing. Apparently, like, Canal Street doesn't have, like, the back-in-the-day no. big... Did you hear about Giuliani? <laughs> <laughs> Shut all that down. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hit Jay, and I'm like, yo, I need jewelry. Like, I'm Slick Rick, and it's Halloween night, and it's 9.30 p.m. Like, I can't, I can't have an eye patch and no jewelry. And he was like, come over, man, and gave me, like, the five kilo... Yeah, I'll give you a pic so you can flash it on the screen. Or yeah, something. yeah, crazy. No. Did, like... Um, did you have to like have security around you? No, it's cool because you probably don't. Me wearing, you probably didn't think it was real, so like nobody really noticed. You know what I mean? It just looked like a. It could have just been some fake bullshit. Yeah, but I mean nothing shines like that. <laughs> um, okay, we want some updates here. Is Watch the Throne two gonna happen? Uh, I honestly don't know. Okay, that's between. Can it please happen? Yay and Jay, <laughs> Jay and Yay. I hope it um, happens. That'd be I, yeah. amazing. Be, I, yeah, it's my best experience. Was that in my was life. that a fun tour? The best tour. Yeah? I think to me, no, not I think. Me personally, probably one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Oh, amazing. Outside show. of like Beyonce shows and Formation stuff like that and Michael Jackson amazing, and yeah. shit, but like. She walks on water. Watch the throne. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She does. Yeah. She's not human. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. right, right. right. No, well, I mean, Jesus was human. She is not. <laughs> yeah. No, Beyonce's not human. Crazy. Shout out to the Beehive. Yeah. Is it Beehive or Beehive? It might be Beehive. No, it's Beehive. We're going we're gonna to fact check I'm going to say Beehive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, B. I leave um, B emojis under my um, enemies because <laughs> I hope that the rest of the Beehive comes and joins in. <laughs> um, have you ever seen or experienced anything like what Khaled is going through right now in terms of his popularity and everything that's happening right now? No, not at all. I mean, I've, I, but I've also never worked with like Justin Bieber or the <laughs> right, Beatles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen it from a distance, seen it from afar, but like fan love is real. No, fan love is so real. I feel like fan love is scary. It's like it's it's like the emerging of like a beehive yeah. situation. Yeah. Like like when I saw him, he was in what like Las Vegas or something, and mm -hmm. all these kids just like surrounded the car. Oh. Actually, we went to Stadium Goods. Yeah, downtown. Did you see that? Yeah, we. It were was down it there. was it was almost like the Kanye two AM Pablo show. Oh, yeah. for sure. Like that's insane. The whole block was like all twelve no, year old kids. Fake. It looked fake. Yeah. yeah. They wait out wherever we go. They wait out. And then, you know, we have the tour bus with 
Well, yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. That, that, that's funny that it never comes up when he's just like, how did you find me? It's like, oh, there's a big bus right there that says, yeah. There's a hundred foot bus outside with your face on it. No. <laughs> And every, yeah, everywhere we go, man, it's scary. Like, we have meetings, and he does fan love in front of meetings. I mean, like, in front of the offices, rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done it at Apple. He's done it at UTA. And it's like, you have 2,000 kids show up randomly at a place that's never crowded. It's like, yeah. people. But it helps people see how really how real it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's some real pop culture shit. It's pretty You're amazing. talking about two-year-old. I mean, not two, but, you know, like a six-year-old, well, six-year-old to a 60-year-old. Yeah. No, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, literally... And in all races, it's just not like on some urban shit, you know right. what I mean? Um, what was it like being on tour with him? Oh, I mean, great. besides like being on a bus forever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta admit, some of the days I flew, and um, <laughs> I had to. I have other meetings, with other clients. No, it was great. It was great, man. We um we set out to uh, accomplish something, and we set a goal for ourselves. And Cal and I sat down, and was like, you know, let's just make this shit the best shit ever meaning like we have an opportunity to get on a platform of 50,000 people which is not normal right you know urban artists um, unfortunately don't get to tour stadiums mm-hmm, right. 50,000 plus you know what I mean so um, and we're opening for Beyonce so how do you there's, there's, you don't match that you know you don't go on tour with Michael Jackson and be like oh I'm gonna kill it before him you know what I mean so you just try to do what you can do the best of your ability to at least complement what this magnitude of a superstar is doing so we were like, let's just like bring guests and let's just make it like a little festival or summer jam stage style. You know what I mean? And we both have friends and literally like I called every artist directly and you know, Khaled, whoever Khaled knew, you know, like we tag team and be like, okay, we got 10, you call these four, I'll call these six, you know what I mean? And and that's how we did it. And then it, it was to the point where we were like asking and them to do it at first to the point where people are calling us now like, yo, <laughs> trying to get on yeah. Formation Detroit yeah. or, or you know, whatever the case was. So, and it was dope, man. But you know dope. what? It's funny because when it started out, like any opener that, that goes on, especially before Beyonce, like not everyone's generally going to show yeah. up for that opener. And she usually doesn't have an opener. Right. Let's be clear. Right, right, yeah. right. No, I saw her on the run. She didn't have one. Let's and, be very clear. And he... He steadily got more and more people because I think they saw on Snapchat like what was going on and the caliber of artists that were coming no, 100%. out. And, and by the way, even in the places like like Houston, for example, OT Genesis comes out and he performed both of his songs and just kills, right? I mean, love, yeah, like, no, yeah. And and it's it's awesome to see Gotti and Two Chains and yeah. Tip and and everybody. Ken Jones, Ken Jones, Ken is Jones there. is a hit record, yeah, yeah. like top ten. Uh, yeah. Khaled said so, yeah. <laughs> top ten, I like that. <laughs> um, and Jeezy to come through in Detroit. That was genius, right? Because we missed him. I called Jeezy for Atlanta. He wasn't there. And I called him from Miami. Like, I think when, I, when we did Miami, he was in Atlanta. When we did Atlanta, <laughs> he was in Miami. I swear. So um, Detroit, like, I don't know if people know. He's big in Detroit. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, it's one of his main markets. Yeah. So I called him and was like, yo, you guys, the last show. Like, you can't say no. And it's Detroit. <laughs> and then he was like, give me a minute. And then I called him again. I called him again. He was like... Got you, man. I'll be there. What time I got to be there? I was like 7 o'clock. So I got there, he 5 o'clock. Custom jersey. Custom Detroit jersey. and It was great, man. Um, you know, we had obviously tried to get the Detroit All-Stars. But, uh, M, I think, was on vacation. He was gone. I reached out to Paul. And like, um, Sean is on tour with Rihanna in Europe. Right. Mm-hmm. So, But he had did L.A. for us. But still, wanted, you know, we wanted Detroit people. So, obviously, Dage. Dage looked out, too. She was, um, oh, yeah. she was in Atlanta, I believe, and flew in for us. And That's So, awesome. it was dope, man. It was really good. Um, I would have loved to see Beyonce fans watching Danny Brown. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, I think we... Uh, it was too late. Somebody... We mentioned it, but it was like... I think we were out of time or something. It was like a few hours before... 
But um, yeah. Man, but what an amazing experience. The best. And we the best. And we the are. the. <laughs> so, like is there a date for the album yet? Um, From your friends over at We the Best Epic. There might not be. Yet. It's July. Okay. I don't know if I can reveal the date. All right. I think I should leave that to Cali. <laughs> no, I, I think it's July or August for sure. Like we, I mean, we're on track. We released one single, obviously. Which, yeah. by the way, is which amazing. Is, it's like 140,000 sold at iTunes already. Big tune alert. Number one. No. <laughs> um, nah, Drake record is great. It's great. Um, no, it's really, really good, right? Um, also, I love how that became a thing. Like that was also our, one of our favorite things. Did the Drake vocals come in yet? And right? like that the kids would say it right before. I yeah. thought, and I'm not saying this because I'm part biased. of the team. I'm not being biased. <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought that was one of the dopest campaigns for like a song. Yeah, because it was like totally. It was it was genuine. For it was organic, and it's like. It was. It wasn't like let's do this and then let's. No, we were really waiting for the vocals. You know what I mean? Like we were really. There are certain things, you know, when you're making an album that you're really waiting on, whether it's the sample, the clear vocals, whatever. And it's like the producer to fix the track, and that really became a thing. It, 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 I thought it was genius. Yeah. Well, wait, what did Khaled provide? Because isn't that done by um, Division? The beat. Uh, one of the dudes, I think. So yeah, I mean, sometimes it, it varies. Like, there's some records that Khaled may give to the artist and be like, "Here, put this, yeah. put your verse on here." Sometimes the artist will be like, "Hey, man, I got something perfect for you." He'll get it. He'll fix it up on his own, or he'll have his engineer or his producer like fix it up, whatever. But so it, it all it comes in different ways. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and we, I think we have a couple more questions. Did you you were on tour during the Bad Boy reunion tour? Were yeah. you bumping? Here you I went to, to the see. show. Oh, you did oh, go you to did the show. See. Yeah. Oh, we thought you were out of town. Oh no, we came in. Jay oh. did it. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not missing it. You and Jay aren't the same person. <laughs> we are. No nah. <laughs> shit. No. Nah. So I'm not missing any show Jay does. Okay, you were there for the Barclays show. We were there Friday night. Yeah. It was amazing. I was there. How did it feel for somebody who I snapped. who worked those artists? I follow oh. you on Snap. Don't worry. I, yeah. I follow yeah. you too. Yeah. No, I wasn't saying that. Yeah, like, yeah, guys, yeah. watch my snaps. <laughs> we religiously. No, no, no. I'm, not, I'm I'm trying to convince myself that I was there. I'm like, wait a minute. I snapped. Yeah, it was good. Um. No, it was dope. I mean, like I, I had the pleasure of like working with those artists, and it was amazing. I, I felt the energy was insane, man. And I think that everybody in that building felt the same. It was. Yeah. So I went good. out to watch the show. I mean, I was like when I was in and out before Jay came on, but like when he was done, and I went out there. I went both nights. Okay. Because I have another client called Loso. In case yep. you didn't know, so. Oh, we and know he so. performed. <laughs> he performed the second night. And first night. No, no, no. Just, no, just first, night. Oh, right. yeah. first night was Jay. Mm -hmm. Right. I saw guy. it on your snap. Yeah, yeah. Which means I felt like <laughs> I saw it. So, yeah. So, I was there both nights and I watched as a fan. Um, super dope. Uh, the energy was dope. It just literally, I mean, obviously it's a reunion, but you really felt the energy from that time. I mean, you know, most of the people I think in there, you know, got to live through that music. And that's why I was so, you know... Um, you know, it was just like felt great to them. You know what I mean? And you could you could just you could feel that energy inside the place of people like oh you know you hear your old your old song. Did you have the same energy in in a in a slightly different way for the title uh, Rockefeller reunion show? Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. more though because yeah. I was really connected. Sure. To that. The bad boy thing like the bad boy thing was like a it was a short stint and like you know I didn't really do anything major to be like oh that's uh, my I would disagree. You were director of that's right Street, street Team. team. <laughs> Working on becoming VP of <laughs> Yeah, just trying to get up that ladder <laughs> to get up on the pole. That's nah, right. but the rock joint was like, that was a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, everybody hadn't always seen each other. You know, like, everybody wasn't speaking. Yeah. And not, like, in a bad way. Just, you know, people 
grow and they grow apart and, and sure. they go in their own way. And so that was like literally like Jay and Beans hadn't spoken in a while, mm-hmm. seeing them laugh and hug and you know what I mean. And uh, you can find it on my Instagram. <laughs> no, 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 no. I posted a picture that uh, they were like Beans and Jay were like looking at each other and just laughing. And yeah. Just, yeah. And everybody was in the shot, like state property, and it was just super dope. By the way, you know what should have come out for at the uh, Rockefeller reunion for title? Mm-hmm. Who's that? Your five X, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> rock aware. Yeah, no, I wore it to the um, I wore my Rock Nation. No, sorry, Rockefeller, three X. It was three X. Another jacket, yeah, with the logo on the back. Two Fabs. Nine, Fab had a nineties birthday party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wore. The Wait, ni- the yeah. ones that were given away on tour. Yeah. That whole like yeah, yeah thing when Damon yelled on Kevin Lyles. Yeah, 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 yeah During yeah, backstage. Yeah. <laughs> I wore it. That's that amazing. I still have. I still have that. I still have my bad boy jacket. You have everything. Eric and I want a tour. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. All right. Let's do a well, podcast actually, on like a here's, tour. Here's that would be amazing. You're talking about. It's the only kind of ideas I have. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's the biggest one. Do you have a rock piece? No, I don't wear jewelry. Mm. So I never. Except well, when except you wear Jay's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> that was Halloween, man. <laughs> no, like, I, I legit don't wear jewelry. So like. Yeah. I, Oh, with pins. Sure. Mm-hmm. I've even gotten like a real pin, like a solid, like gold Rockefeller pin that yeah. I would use as like, you know, a lapel or like, I'll, I'll do stuff like that, but I don't do like jewelry. Like, right. You know. A nice brooch. <laughs> yeah, brooch for sure. I'm the brooch king. Yeah. I'm Barry <laughs> Brooch. <laughs> crazy? <laughs> Literally. Um, and the last question. All right. So uh, our mutual friend, uh, Ashley Kalmanowitz, uh-huh. uh, says that there are two types of people in this world. Uh-huh. There's trash. And there's garbage. <laughs> Question is, what are you? Um, man. Because everybody's one of them. That's right. Yeah, 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 definitely. Damn. It's like the lesser of two evils. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm trash. Yeah. 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 Tony trash. Now, listen. Yeah. No, you're talking to two, two trash, pieces of trash right here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I love warm water in interviews. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this water's garbage. <laughs> exactly, Yo, Lenny. We so appreciate you coming through here, and you know, it's the real. You know, no ice, <laughs> loud. Well, you, you don't, don't, you wear, don't jewelry. wear jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Lenny. Uh, thanks, thanks, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of A Waste of Time with It's the Real Jeff. Please tell the people out there all the different ways that they can experience this here podcast obviously you can go on fullscreen.com slash it's the real we have a free month for you if you sign up today you can also go on soundcloud.com slash a waste of time or on itunes we are available a waste of time with it's the real all day all night every day this week Make sure you go on iTunes and SoundCloud and leave comments and let people know what you think of this year's podcast. Go tell a friend. Jeff, do you have a friend that you want to tell? I do, but I need to think of one, so you do. All right. Well, my friend is Elliot Wilson of the Rap Radar Podcast, the top charting podcast out here in music land. Elliot, I know you're listening, so go ahead and tell your audience about this year's podcast. We would much appreciate it. Jeff, do you have a friend you want to tell? Well, before that, I do want to say Elliot has always been telling people to listen to our podcast, which has been awesome. I want to tell David Amaya. Shout out to Amaya. I think he only listens to our podcast when we shout him out. Is that so true? I'm shouting him out. David. 
Yeah, David, step your game up. Listen to this podcast, my God. We're the only white people you fuck with. Yo, it's the real. You're the only motherfucking white people I fuck with. Ha! Shout out David Amaya. That was what's, pretty what's good David Amaya, by the way. What's his Twitter handle? Uh, Amaya NYC. Everybody at him right now. Tell him to listen to A Waste of Time with It's The Real. David. Jesus. Anyway. Anyway, uh, we have a great guest lined up for next week. Do you want to tell him who it is? If David Amaya asks on Twitter, yeah, we'll tell him. And he'll tell everybody. That sounds like a fun. Fun.